Larry, we spoke about last time, he explained what he calls the creation of matter, which he explained as by the Greek word hiyoli, which means, today we really call atoms. Things which don't have a form or a shape, it's just the, the building blocks, which Hashem used to fashion in order to create different parts of the world. Now, after these building blocks in place, so the, the Khazari is going to tell us something fascinating. But maybe before we look at what the Khazari says, we should discuss it from at least the way that the non-Jewish world looks at it. And that is, however we're going to talk about the existence of matter, there has to be a second element in creation also. And that is energy. Energy. If you're going to call it a force, if you're going to call it movement, if you're going to, whatever you're going to call it, that's a second force. And uh, whatever they're going to rationalize, uh, the, the existence of matter is another question, that is, where does energy come from? So, for example, even if you're going to, and this is something which I actually saw in a scientific debate, even if one would want to believe that matter always existed in some form or another, but where did the energy come from to cause it to change from one form to another? So that's the second intrinsic point in creation, is the creation of energy, the creation of a force, movement. Energy. Atoms the matter, and then what's the kayak which moves it? And even the atom itself. He has the chalik of the, of the neutron, which is the, the matter, and then the chalik of the protons, which are spinning, which has a force to it. So where does energy come from? So that's what the, the second point of Kuzari says. After the formation of the raw material, the heoli, what he calls, things should move. Things should move. We're talking about in the macro movement, which means the fact that the planets move, the fact that the universe moves. We're talking about in the macro level, which is movement in everything. And uh, that's a creation of a system of, of something which changes. And we're talking about the movement of the planets. So the system which spins on itself every once in 24 hours. And same thing causes movement on all the various levels of planets as well. Now, most things take their orbit is much more than 24 hours. It could be a year, it could be hundreds of years. The idea is that there's something which causes everything to move, which means nothing in space is standing still. There's a constant fluctuation, a constant movement, and that's the second part of the creation. It's the second part of the creation, that besides the creation of uh, matter which exists, uh, we call it a Chomer and exists the first thing which was created, is also the creation of a Koyach which makes things move. Or let's call it a Koyach of energy. That's that's the second force which he talks about. That when the two get applied to each other, which means that there's a connection between the kayak of the matter with the kayak of movement, which causes the movement on every level. Because to every level, until the level closest to Earth, which is the movement of the moon around the world, this changes based on how everything moves in the solar system. And uh, that, that, that pattern that we saw once before is how the Sparrow explains the creation of time. The creation of time, because he says a very simple point. It's very simple, it's a very important point. And he said, time can only exist when there's something to measure time back. If nothing moves, then how are you going to decide what's when something starts and finishes? It's always the same. It's only when there's movement. So now we can see a cycle. 
So we can see, go back to where you started again. That's Echad. Which means time only exists when we can count time. We can only count time when there's something which is a cycle we can call one, two, three. If everything is exactly the same, nothing moves, is going to stop. What's the end of one? What's the start of two? And that's why, of course, things happen before Maaseh Barashas, like Rashi says. That, the, and about the, that was something even after Tovavo. There was also Aretz and there was Maim, and the Torah doesn't talk about those things. Because they existed before time. And the way that the Ghazali explains it is that time could only exist on the Hiyodi, which means once Hashem has created matter, now He makes a movement, now He makes things change. And now we can count time. Whereas the stage before that, we have before we're holding by the original stage of uh, movement, which means things are and remain steady, remain static, there's no way to count time. Because there's, no, there's nothing which moves which you're going to count time back. Um, that's a. Uh, an easy way also to explain to people, I always wonder, like, what's the idea of Netzach Lutzachim? When you talk about a world where there's no time, how does it make, people can't fathom such a thing. And the reason is, is because we live in a world where there's time, which means there's day and there's night and things move. And there's seasons of a year, and the moon moves around the world and we can see different parts of the month. If nothing would move, if nothing would move, then there would be no way to count time. If there wouldn't be a day and night, how the world was done, it would stay. And stay and stay and stay. Sorry? If nothing was moving, we also wouldn't be moving. Right, in the physical world. But if you understand, we're thinking of the concept of a non time reality, if nothing would move, there's no way to stop or start a time sequence. But if you phrase if you phrase something, it doesn't move, but time is still. Uh... What was the, this week's parish that talks about Moshe Rabbeinu's name was known all over the world that he stopped the sun? Why is that such a. Why is that so significant, the stopping of the sun? Because the whole world comes to a standstill. If the sun wouldn't move, then the whole world comes to a standstill. Then the will get stuck. And then the whole world, whatever its position, it will stay still. So it's something that the whole world would realize. But what was given? Same thing. The, what happened when the sun stopped? What happened when the sun stopped? When time stopped. So however long it started, it stopped. And then when the time started again, it started again. When was Shabbos that week? Obviously, we count it for whenever the sun came back, we carry on counting. We, the time that the, the sun stopped for doesn't count. Nothing happened. It's like we froze the system. The battle happened. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't say people can't move. I said we can't count it. We don't count it as part of time because it was out of time. Time works with the system of the world spinning on its axis or the, 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 the sun and the moon moving, whatever it's going to be. If everything in that system freezes, we have no way of counting how long it's going to take. Nothing happened. Nothing in the solar system of time uh, Time moved. But then, Hashem returns these few hours in Yoshiao. That's a different story. That's a different story. When it came to King Chaskel, he moved, the, he moved the sun backwards. That's something else. He moved the sun back 10 hours. And then we back 10 hours. So wow, he freed the time. He reversed time. Works based on the system. And once the system doesn't doesn't work in the same regularity, so then there's not going to be a movement of time either. It's not so simple because there's questions on this. If we're going to talk about the relationship of time to space, to movement, the question is another. Because according to one opinion in Chazal, it says the year of the Mabul, the sun and the moon didn't work that year. It's such a Chazal. So the sun and the moon didn't move, so how do we count time? Because you know, the Mabu was 40 days of water and 150 days until it went down, and then 
So there has to be a system, even without that, that something moves in the system that we can't turn. We can't turn back. But that basic idea is, and Sifana says, that if we don't have a way to measure time, we can't count it. And therefore, the second point was, after Hashem creates matter, He creates movement. And one of the one of the matters of that creation of movement, it causes a it causes a cycle which things repeat themselves, and we matter. Now we have a concept of time. Now, the next one that the the Kuzari is going to talk about again in his language because he doesn't have the terminology we have today. We talk about the four yisades. The four yisades that Hashem built the world with, being the side of fire, the side of air, the side of water, and the side of alpha, of uh, solid matter. Now, the side of 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 ash, which is sort of the highest side, and the side of the fire. So, what the Kuzari is going to tell us is that's energy. Fire doesn't necessarily mean a burning fire, which we can see burning something. The kind of energy equals a fire, and today we know that that's the case. Electricity, for example, that's a fire, but it's a fire of energy. It's a force, and it's a force which we consider like a fire. It's something which acts as a force, and uh, it's, it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's a force of energy. And it's interesting, in the Torah's definition, the Gemara's definition of the magic of Esh, it's also, the din of Esh isn't necessarily a fire, a flame, it's something which is, goes by itself. That when you start something, it has a koach that goes by itself. Like it says a chetz, like an arrow. That's, and that's, that's a concept of energy. That it's a force which will continue to travel, and uh, that's what he calls the, the, the element of fire. The element of fire is the element of energy in the world. And since that, that began from the highest level, so the Gazara is going to say, that's why we talk about the four elements. The one which is the highest is the Ish, not the physical fire, but rather the fire of energy, which means the Kayach which makes things move. And that's what he's going to say. The highest level is the, what he calls the Chimam of the Abir. Which is the Yisraelites' ash? Why? Because of its closeness to the starting point of where everything moved from. The that 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 kayak of which makes things move. He says v'shem ash zachah. That's we call it ash. He has the philosophy of ash tv. What we call the fire, natural fire, is only married with Israel. It doesn't burn anything. You can't see it like a fire. Aval he adds him zach takal. It's an adds him zach. Something which isn't visible, dark, it's not something which you can feel, and but the force of fire, as you call the energy, that's what really he calls the gargal of fire. You know, it's not that it's a circle of fire as we call a physical fire, it's the kayak of fire, which is the kayak of energy. It can exist, but it can exist without, without uh, air. It can, it can. We're not talking about fire which burns, we're talking about energy. Energy can exist as that, with even anything. But to me, the first step to be the creation of matter, and now we're going to talk about the four usages of that matter, and we talk about the highest usages being the side of the force, the power, which is the energy Hashem puts into the world. That's the highest level. The second level is Gargal of Avir. We come down to this world, which is the Gargal of Akbar, which is it's the middle point, which is the heaviest, it's the lowest. Because of its distance from the starting point, which is where the energy began from. So the first step is the creation of matter itself, we call it the Hiyuri. The second step is the um, dividing it into what we call the four Yusaydas. 
And then the last one is when we have those four Yusayrus, we combine them together and that's how everything gets created. Out of a mixture, out of a combination, like we saw previously, out of, of those different four Yusayrus. Now, the, all that the Chams explained so far is what he calls the Yusayr Aish. Yusayr Aish, which is the force in everything. We see this also in Midas. We spoke about this in Midas. And that is that a person who has more of a Yusayr Aish in his Midas is going to be a person who's more active and more move, moves more and does more and is more worked up and gets angry quickly. That's all that force of energy in a person. And a person who's on the other extreme, going to the Aish Yusayr, which is the Afar, a person who's much more of a Yusayr of Afar, is much more likely to be lazy, and not to care about anything, and to be laid back, and not to not to move as much. There's not there's less kachatsuna by the yisur of afar as opposed to the yisur of ash. And really, it's, a, it's degrees. In other words, if we talk about the the kach of movement, so what moves the least is, is something which is silent. The afar doesn't move anywhere. Mayim moves. Mayim will go naturally to whoever's lower down. So there's a natural kach of water moves. Uh, air also naturally moves. And then uh, and the Aish moves the most. That's, that's nature. Is it's, it's always moving. Not only that, there's no concept of Aish of which doesn't move. You can't have a static fire. It's only a fire if it's doing something. If it's inactive. There's no such thing as a fire which isn't actively burning. Which means it's full core energy. It's full core power. There's nothing besides for that. And that's what makes it the highest Galgal. Whereas opposed to Afar, which naturally doesn't move at all. It stays by itself until something else moves it. That is the least energy. That's the most physical. Um, that's the most physical element. And if you understand this, you saw, you'll see why the malachim are always compared to fire. Srafe ash and malachi ash. They're not fire, not burning, but they have. It means that they all uh, have a kind of energy. They're always moving. They're always moving. They're always have that force to move. And same thing it says about talmid chacham. Talmid chacham is a kol gufam ash. National of the Gemara. Talmid chacham, the whole body is a fire. What does it mean? It means the same thing. If a person is lazy, he does nothing, so you call him that he has a set of offer. A person who's always active, always doing, always working, always growing, that's the set of ish. So call Gufi Ash is the person who's always involved, always acting, so that we have the kayak of, of the, the first set of ish. So that's what the, the first point that the Chacham wanted to explain. Now, on that, the king is going to ask him a question. And so I'm going to say, Omar the king says, If that's the way you're going to explain it, then there's nothing different between the different disciples, it's just a degree. Which means one's more energy, one's less energy. One's more of a less of a Whatever's nearer to the source is going to be an ash. Whatever's far away from the source of, of that power is going to be arts because it has no, no energy. Whatever's in the middle, so ever closer is to the Galgal, which means the starting point or to the middle, or either be the Abbey or the Mai. So he says the king to the Chacham, you've explained that the you've explained what the Kaifa Aish means. But you didn't explain what makes the other one different. All you said is that something which has more energy is more ash, what makes something Abbey, what makes something Mai? What's the difference between them? Just the fact that they're less movement, they're less ash. What's 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 that? What's the factor which makes them into different disciples? So the Chacham says, of course, I'm going to explain. Amar Achaber, Avrahechach Yibim Lehoides. You have to admit, the Chacham, in your intelligence, you parad etzem etzem. When you separate each thing from the other thing, which means you'll see the difference between them. 
כי לא יפר את עצם האש ועצם האוויר ואר מן המים והמים מארץ ואנחנו נתנו את כל הדברים They have completely different properties, they have completely different natures. Different atoms. Different atoms. Right. So he says it's not just a question of one is closer to the uh, to the uh, to the ones further away. So I just explained to you one point, I explained to you what H is. But of course each of the Yusaris is has its own uh Ma'alot has its own uh, strengths, has its own nature. They aren't they aren't just more or less. Each is different. This is the Aish, this is the Aver, Mayim, or it's all completely different things. Vimadena came, and if it wouldn't be like that, in other words, it would just be a question of more or less, so they wouldn't be intrinsically different, then Yesh the Aymer, the Aymer, a person could say, Ki Malayakagal Kuloi, Eretz. That every, the, only, the only element is the is Afar, is Eretz, except that the Yosef Dak, that's some of it's more perfect, more fine, more invisible. Maybe it's all just degrees of art, which obviously isn't true. The two different Yisraelites aren't more or less of the same thing. The different Yisraelites are all completely different elements. But now this is something which, obviously, because I asked the question, you have to explain it. the point is coming from. Because all we said so far is that there's two steps to creation. The creation of matter and the creation of energy. And now what the, the Chavah said to him was, something which has more energy is Aish, something which has less energy is Afar. So says the king, if you're only defining things by the fact that they have matter and how much energy, then there isn't such a big difference between them. It's just an amount. In other words, if you have more energy and less matter, it'll be, uh, it'll be an ish. If you have more matter and less energy, it's going to be offered. And other two are going to be somewhere balanced in the middle. What other factor is there which is going to determine what something is? If you only got two, two things, then matter is just more or less of those two factors. So what are the other factors that you can say? Like the Chacham says, no. Ivory is a completely different reality. Mine is a completely different reality. They aren't the same thing at all. Well, what's the other factor? All you're talking about is that there's basic matter, which wasn't one of these four things, what we called beforehand the Hiyoli, and the energy that Hashem gave it to do, how much it acts. You haven't told me anything else which is going to define something as being one thing more than another thing. What else is left? So that's obviously what the Chacham has to explain. But before that, yes, he's going to explain just another point. And he's going to say, I'm going to prove to you that what we call the middle levels of Mayim and Avir isn't just the question of how close it is to Aish or how far it is from Aish. And what's his, now it's how, how much energy there is, how little energy there is. And we're going to prove to you that, that that's not the only factor, which determines what they are. And what's his proof? Because we see when different Yisraelis connect, combine, we call Echad Mehem. They can be in the same place, in the same stage, the same level, but each one, so to speak, doesn't lose its identity of what it is. So, for example, you can have a place where you have Avir, Mayim, Oretz all in the same place. But we don't say, well, now that they're all in the same place, they're all equally distant from the Yisara that knows, which will be the same. They're not. You see, you see it the whole time. We see every time we see. It's land next to water. 
One's not different, they're very different to each other. It's not a question of their place, it's a question of the nature of what they are. In space, you can't have uh, fire. In space, you can't have fire, but you have energy. Things are moving. Because, because you don't have air. You don't have air, so things don't burn. Things don't burn. Right, so ash is not because ash, the fire we have here needs to burn. But you're talking about the ash, which means the energy, the energy which makes things move, so things are moving in space the whole time. On the contrary, things can't stop moving in space. Right. Things can't stop moving in space. There's, no, there's nothing standing still. It's, the, the nature of space is things are moving. Kinetic energy. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a the, the, the pull of the planet makes things move the whole time. Uh, so things don't stand still. And uh, even a person, if you don't have in space, you'll be moving the whole time. That's how satellites, satellites keep spinning. But it's, uh, it's only here in the Earth that things stop moving. A person stands standing still here, so the Earth might be moving, but he's not. That's what we said, that uh, the Aritz has the least element of tsunua, of movement. And gravity, gravity. Gravity something pulls to the Aritz, but the Aritz itself stays still. And, uh, and I have to say, uh, this is their premise about the fact that the Aritz doesn't move. It says, the Aritz, the Olam Amadis. Well, the Hizam, it's standing still. And it doesn't move. So he says, you can't say that the different factor between the Elements is just how much energy there is, how much or how much connection to that there is. Because you can see them doing the same thing. For example, you have a lake which is staying still. No currents, no waterfalls, no waves. Staying still. It's mine. It's not offer. Even though they're both staying still. So the, so the Chacham says, of course there has to be something else which is going to define the difference between the different two sides. I just explained to you the first one. I explained to you what, what Aish is. And I explained other ones as well. And what, what does it depend on? And he explains and he explains that the Aina Mistamim and she ishtanik tasim of tasim is the khirs mishanas. They aren't the same at all. Some other factor has to connect them. And if there's some other factor which connects them, then they can change from one form to another form. Which is something we saw before as well, because I himself said it in the Shahri Shlishi. He said that even though the four you say this they, they aren't stuck in the Yusad that they're in. Things can move from one Yusad to a different Yusad. So, for example, you have water, which turns into steam. <coughs> so the Yusad of main can be the Yusad of, of, uh, of Avi. When water boils, it turns into steam, it becomes an Avi. When you freeze water, it becomes a sun. And there is a company that make water from here. Right, the other way around. You take the moisture out there, so you're taking Avi into water. It can work both ways. The Kabla Mayim Surasa Avi. So Maya can become Avi, and when you have a wind, again, Aish means movement. So when the wind's moving, so then you have the force of the wind, that becomes the Surah of Aish. And then so it says that forces us to say that there has to be a way of defining the four Yusaydas, not just by what they're doing, but also by Mitsurasam, the way we see them, which is separate to Mikra and what happens to them. Because the way we see it, this is something which is either Avi or Mayim or Aisha offer, and with Nikah the way it is. And he already explained beforehand what that is. He said there's four options. I'm just repeating what the Gazar said earlier, and the Marina Vukhim says the same thing. He says there's four options. Either something can be hot or cold, or it can be wet or dry. And the way he explains the four you say this is, is the Aish is hot and dry. He says Avi is hot and wet. Maim is cold and wet, 
and an offer is called a drag. So those are the four the, the, the differences between how we define each of the Yisraelis. Anything which is Bishar Lach, but it's hot will become an Avir, which we call steam or humidity. It's hot and wet, it's called Avir. Anything which is cold and wet is called water. Now, it's true that you can have hot water also, and hot water will be hot and wet, but it's the nature of water. It's a uh, it's, it's, uh, natural stage, is cold. The other is the force which makes it hot. Masha'enka, the natural stage of Avir, isn't cold. Avir is naturally is, is something warmer than the water. And same thing, the difference in the H and the Ach, the same idea. Okay, so it's explained that's what the definition of each thing is. That's uh, the tzir, what defines these four tzirs has to be what he says, uh, something which is uh, above the system of the world, as has again that tzir. We still have to go back and explain why they said that, but this is just what he wants to get to first. Just like his different service of things which are alive, which is something beyond just the four Yisraelis, it's plants and it's animals, and the plants and animals which are alive also, their bodies are constructed from the four Yisraelis, even human beings, which means, the, which, means, which means the person also has an element of air in him, an element of liquid in him, an element of solid in him, an element of energy in him. The same four Yisraelis are what we call Eishroch Maimah for Israeli Solids, liquids, gases and energy And every person has all those things as well And now what's, if that's the case What makes one person different to somebody else? What makes one thing different to a different thing? They're all combining all four basic elements And it says And Even the two different things The vegetable and the palm tree Are made up of the four, same four Yisraelis which make up things which grow, they're very different from each other. If you're going to say what's different between two different palm trees, for example, so I can say the mikra doesn't have to be taller, it's going to be bigger, it's going to be more, have more leaves, that's not intrinsic. Whereas you're talking about two different things all together, there's no comparison, they will create a difference. One thick one, yes, over, yes, a dako. There's There's nothing which is different in palm trees. In other words, a palm tree is a palm tree. It might look different to each other, but the basic, uh, the basic uh, elements which make it up are the same. Whereas if you compare two different trees, then they're completely different. Same about people. The same what makes up a human body, every person is the same. It happens when people look different from each other. They have different uh, features. That's the mikra. It doesn't change the composition of what makes up a human being. And what is going to say with that? What is going to say with that? As we said, there's something which is here which is beyond the person's ability to understand. In other words, we could understand how if I'm making a scientific formula and I'm putting different things together, so the little exact differences in the proportions can make a slightly different result. A bit more will come out like that. A bit more will come out like that. That's the we call the micro. In other words, based on what, what the combination is going to be, if it's not exactly the same, so the result will be slightly different. Don't give the example of science, of course it's baking. And they add a bit more sugar, they add a bit more cocoa, they add a bit more whatever it's going to be. So it won't taste exactly the same, but that's the micro. But you're not going to have the same ingredients you put together. And one time you're going to get a cake, and tomorrow you're going to get a, a I don't know what, something else, a plant. 
the, the same ingredients are going to have to bring the same result. And if that's the case, then that's the question. So if the same ingredients are meant to have the same result with minor variations, so how can it be that the same four this can create everything and everything is so different from each other? It's not a question of more or less. There's not, there's not a case where the, the tree is more like the person or less like the person. They're meant to do with each other. That's what he says, that there has to be a Nakuda of what he calls the, his Lashem, what he calls it the Seichel Pelanaki, which means that even though you have any four you say this, but there's the way Akkadish Baruch connects them, which is going to create completely different results. And uh, not, not near each other, not some each other, completely different from the same you say this. How is it going to be? How does it make sense? As we'll see tomorrow, but I explain how he explains this, that what makes the four you different from each other, in a way that the results which you're going to combine from them are also going to be completely different from each other. So how's it going to, how does that work? Uh, they, they should always come out similar. Why is it not like that? As we'll explain tomorrow what the nature of the four-year status is, which is the point you haven't explained yet. Yeah, what makes them different from each other, but adds them, and why they, why they aren't just more or less of the same. And no matter what they understand that, how the creation that comes to them is also going to be intrinsically different from each other.